For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau, chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Good evening and welcome to today's Entrepreneur, presented by F.L. Fuller Landau, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with F.L.'s Josh Miller. Good evening, Josh. Hello, Dan. And this evening we're talking about uh, managing people better with a plan box that's on the way. Yeah, innovation management software. You know, we talk a lot about collaboration, but, you know, it's one thing when you have a few people in one room. It's another when you have, you know, thousands of employees in many different locations and software to kind of gather people's ideas and, and make sure there's efficiency in sharing innovative uh, ideas. Uh, that's what we're talking about with Planbox. Ludwig Melik will join us in a little bit and we'll have Kevin Ammerman, IT specialist, later in the program to talk about uh, security and other issues heading into the holiday shopping season. Absolutely. You know, uh, everything is connected. So the question is, for your business, how are you securing for your customers? And as a consumer, what are the things you should kind of keep in mind as you buy that toy that's watching everything you do? But first, some entrepreneurial news of the week, and uh, let's begin with uh, Sears and department stores. We talk about a lot about department stores in the program. It seems like they're all in perpetual sale mode. I mean, every time you walk into a department store, they're having a big sale. Um, and uh, some more bad news for Sears Canada this week. Sears, uh, Sears just keeps losing money. I mean, they're trying to make it better. They're trying to close losing stores. Uh, and they're doing it, although ever so slowly, you know, the last quarter they, they lost, you know, another hundred million plus, uh, certainly larger than the previous quarter from the previous year or the quarter from the previous year. And all I have to say is for entrepreneurs, just watch out with your big box store. Certainly with Sears, if you're selling Sears, uh, you probably don't have any credit on them anyways, because many of the banks pulled the credit a long time ago. But I guess just be careful because you never know where that's heading. They have a lot of real estate. They have a lot of assets. They have sold a bunch to maintain operations. But you never know when that plug is going to be pulled. Uh, so buyer beware. Entrepreneurs are dealing with big box stores. They have a lot of power. I know the top line is very enticing to get those sales. But really buyer beware. Going into the new year, a lot of entrepreneurs planning uh, some new moves, of course. Uh, what about this this notion? Uh, this is from an article you were, you wanted to point out about having an advanced retrospective for 2017. So I guess uh, knowing where your year is going to go. I think, and it can really apply at any time of the year, Dan. But, you know, we're here, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. We're talking about the new calendar year around the corner, 2017. We're talking about the, the calendar year that's basically at an end. I think for any entrepreneur, it's really important. And we talk about reinventing yourself all the time. I mean, there's, the, you know, at least every one, two, three weeks, we're talking about how an entrepreneur has somewhere over the, the life of, uh, of their business reinvented themselves. This is a perfect opportunity, kind of a clean slate kind of thing or an adjustment. Take stock of what you have. See where you want to tweak. See where you want to head out. Look at 2017 as a new slate, a clean slate. Or if you want to just slightly adjust it, that's okay too. But plan. Put something on paper. Get those ideas out. And of course, if you have other people around the room, as we're going to talk about this innovation management software, uh, collaborate with others around you. Collaborate with the team around you. You've put them in place they're likely good people. Use them for their knowledge, for their passion, and get that and get that perspective for 2017. It's better to start with some goals and change them throughout the year than not start with any at all. 
Uh, traditional advertising sales again going down, and digital uh, is going to grow even more next year, according to analysts. And I mean, of course, according to everyone, I mean, obviously, the digital space is, is the place to be right now. Well, no question. And you know, it's it's where do you advertise? And and Dan, you're you're in this field as well, so you see, even for us, you know, where are we advertising? We're really not doing very much in print. Yes, of course, we're doing some radio, although that's more to educate the entrepreneur. Uh, while getting our name out there, but there's no question that the the, the banner ads that you see, whether it's on your screen, uh, on your desktop, whether you, of course it's on your mobile phone because everybody's more and more people use their mobile, and the Internet of Things, the big data that you're getting bombarded with the type of things that you would normally look for as the eyes of the world are watching you. But this is where people are looking. People are spending most of their times on their screens. That means the advertising is going to be pushed in that direction. Uh, I'm sure that's a that's a trend that you see, Dan, in, in your business. When you're talking with, with public relations and, and customers and getting their message out, maybe not so much in print anymore. Well, it's interesting because uh, we're, we're in public relations, so it's a different form of marketing where we mostly don't pay for advertising like an ad agency would. So our job is to get clients into traditional and digital media. But but this, the, the concept is the same, and I think we're, uh, we're very much in a transition period. So what I tell my clients is that a media mix is what's really important. If you really want to have a proper campaign, you have to reach people who are on their screens, but also for the 55-plus crowd, crowd, they're still very much connected to newspapers and television and, and that regular traditional media. So depending on who you're, uh, who you're going after, your, your, your method of, of uh, promotion could vary greatly. Know your target. I yep. mean, it really doesn't change in any business. Know your target market. Uh, you, you know, you don't want to spray to everybody. You want to be targeted. And you're right. It, there, there are certain media formats for different types of product services and the like. Um, what about uh, the retail se- season heading into Christmas and beyond? Uh, how is it looking for this year? It's, uh, it's, it's, it hasn't yet fully you know, drawn itself out. Uh, there are some signs of, of positive. It's still really early to tell. Although I have to tell you, uh, I was in Carrefour Laval yesterday and you would think that, you know, the economy is absolutely booming with the lack of parking spaces and the number of people shopping and actually holding bags. Uh, but there, but uh, you know, there, there are people that are buying, you know, it's, it's tough to tell because I think people are just in time. They're buying last minute. So these consumers and, and these retailers are trying to keep their inventory in check. So time will tell. Certainly there are some reports that it's it's hinting up better than the previous year, but January will really tell afterwards. Interesting piece on entrepreneur.com called The Basics of Branding. I, I like this because we've talked to um, many tech entrepreneurs. Some of them have a brand that's a little vague. That's why I kind of like the plan box name because you kind of know what it's about if you just look at the at the name, right? And And to me, that's maybe the first basic that I would bring up in branding is come up with a brand that at least hints at what you're doing and talk about it. You know, I guess it's a question of defining your brand, really know who you are. If you don't know who you are or you can't explain who you are in 30 seconds, 60 seconds, if it takes you 10 minutes to explain who you are, there's something wrong and it's something that's not easily identifiable. So there's no question defining your brand and absolutely Finding that right, whether it's a tagline, whether it's a, it's just basically a consistent message. Again, in the form of a tagline, in the form of uh, an image, whatever whatever it may be, really just create that message and then integrate it. Integrate it in all forms of media. Integrate it in so many different places just so that it can be viewed and absorbed by many. 
The uh, another piece from Entrepreneur.com that I liked a lot called the uh, eight marketing trends that will define 2017. And number one is go native or go home. Uh, native advertising that is uh, kind of like content marketing, uh, generating your own content, blogs, uh, social media, uh, other other things like that uh, to produce some marketing in-house on a regular basis. Absolutely. And also, you know, because we keep talking about online and reaching people online, maybe finding the right influencer. Maybe you don't attract enough attention. Not you, Dan. You attract <laughs> a lot of attention. Uh, but perhaps finding uh, a, the the right, whether it's a personality or the right person online that has a lot of followers in a certain uh, a certain aspect or a certain sector, find them. So find your kind of target influencer as uh, as one of them. Give your social content an expiration date. You know, there's some things that are good for a long time, but some things that maybe, you know, you should blast it, hit it, everybody sees it, and then take it away. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you deal with social media a lot, Dan, uh, and uh, I don't know if there's some things that you see that maybe linger too long out there. For us, it's always quantity over quality. I mean, you can have 10 posts a day, but if no one cares, no one's seeing them, it's just more noise. So focus on a small number of posts or a small number of blogs, even if it's one a month, make them really effective, and then uh, you'll be uh, you'll be improving people's uh, experience on the web. And if you personalize it so they know who you are and what you're all about, even better. Yep, make personalization a priority and automate your efforts. That's another uh, piece of advice there. Although when you do so, you have to be careful because sometimes when you automate, especially social media, something happens the next day that makes that post very irrelevant or very awkward. So it's uh, it's tricky timing-wise. Actively manage your online efforts. Coming up, we'll talk to Ludwig Melek of Planbox and Kevin Ammerman on the way later to talk about tech issues. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau, chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Good evening. Welcome back to today's Entrepreneur, inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Dan Delmar and FL's Josh Miller with you this evening. And we welcome into studio Ludwig Melek of Planbox. Ludwig, welcome to CJD. Thank you for the opportunity. Our pleasure. So our first question is the easiest. What is Planbox? Well, Planbox is an innovation management software. Uh, what it does is it helps companies set out challenges and ask uh, their employees, their customers, uh, even suppliers or the greater community to give them ideas on how they can solve challenges and ultimately help them innovate on an ongoing basis. So is that something like, you know, in the in the olden days, not to date anybody, you used to have kind of an idea box or idea generator. People used to throw like pieces of paper in a box. Uh, exactly. I guess it's uh, trying to fix that old problem where people would suggest ideas and nothing would happen. Here, the company is asking for specific uh, ideas that align with their strategy so that it actually helps them achieve something very particular that they're having difficulty with. And they're not just doing it with their employees, but they're actually reaching out and maybe asking their customers or their partners. Uh, even what we're seeing these days that's interesting is they're going out into these incubators and the startup community and trying to look for interesting technologies and for people to help them solve these challenges that these bigger companies are experiencing. 
And so, and it's not like you have five people in a room, let's talk about it. This is, you know, this is suitable for multiple locations and different regions. Uh, it really could be far reaching. Exactly. I mean, some of the more recognized brands that use our solution include Bridgestone and Verizon and Deloitte uh, here in Canada, Great West Life. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. In the old days, you'd have hopefully a few smart people that would come up with innovative ideas. Obviously, that's not very sustainable uh, because you also need to just keep reinventing yourself. So with our software, you can really reach out to a much broader community, have everyone collaborate together and come up with ideas on an ongoing basis. Where did this idea come from? Where did Planbox emanate from? Well, essentially, it's a merger of actually two companies. Uh, so uh, these were two Montreal-based companies that existed uh, for the last uh, few years. Uh, we found their technologies to be very interesting, and we actually acquired and merged them together. And it was it was both in this particular space, or was it kind of a small evolution? No, it was actually two different software products, and we obviously found that they, they complemented each other very well. So one of them was really focused on finding the right ideas and helping you develop and evaluate them. And the other one was actually focused on, so how do you make sure once you have the right ideas, maybe you know experiment on them, and how do you actually make those ideas come true uh, in real life and, and become successful projects that you can launch within your organization. So you know it really made sense to bring the two together so that, as we say uh, in our uh, tagline, you know, go from creative ideas to winning projects. And very much in a collaborative environment around many places. So we're kind of, when we come back from the break, I know there's so much more to talk about in that collaboration space and kind of the background where you came from. And of course, the merger. When you're merging two companies together, there's always lessons to be learned. Ludwig Melek of Planbox joins us. Uh, innovation management software and more with Ludwig in just a moment. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau, Chartered Professional Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. We're chatting with Ludwig Melek of Planbox Innovation Management Software. And uh, Ludwig, is it difficult to get feedback, honest feedback from your employees, suppliers uh, and other partners? And uh, and does Planbox kind of tackle that issue? Sure. I think you know, the... There's really two ways to go at it. You can either set up an anonymous community where people are just sharing feedback and ultimately you don't really know where it's coming from. But, you know, most organizations actually prefer to have a very direct conversation. Uh, so it, it really sort of looks like your uh, Facebook environment where people are sharing ideas and commenting and supporting what someone else is saying. Uh, it is meant to be... Uh, a space where you actually build out that idea because ultimately someone will maybe have something that they can contribute that the other person hadn't thought of. And having that open collaboration is what's what's going to make uh, ultimately what could be a smaller idea become much more impactful in your organization. So you're in the communication business, essentially. You're making sure that people talk with each other. Uh, you know, when, you're, when you talked about two companies merging together, you know, how was the communication? What was what was the plan behind that communication with with all the team that were involved in both? Sure. Well, you know, mergers are can be obviously very tricky, and it's important to uh, you know make sure you're getting getting uh, that conversation going uh, from day one. So definitely, we. Uh, try to be as upfront and honest as we could from day one about what we are trying to achieve, where we are trying to go with the new company, uh, and uh, having that connection and, and that trust that hopefully gets built over time ha is, is an investment you need to make uh, often and early as possible. Are you direct? Were you very direct with what was going on? Did you hold back any punches? Was it strategy of 
what you told to who and when? Uh, I think, you know, the way we've always uh, operated a business has been to be as uh, transparent as possible uh, about where the business is, what was going well, what could improve. Uh, again, it's always a question of l- looking at uh you know, how you can improve the business over time so you don't want to get too hung up on, on the negative aspects. You want to obviously recognize the areas to improve, uh, but you do want to be very upfront about the things that we need to do as a team to get better uh, over time. And that's just one aspect of mergers. So when we come back, maybe a little bit, a few more lessons uh, that we can take from Ludwig from merger aspects as well, some human resource, some marketing. We'll touch upon a few different areas before we hit the IT challenges with Kevin Manmerman at the end of the show. Ludwig, Ludwig Melick of Planbox with us this evening. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult FL Fuller Landau, chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Today's Entrepreneur on CJAD 800, inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar and FL Fuller Landau's Josh Miller with you this evening. And we're chatting with Ludwig, Ludwig Melek from Planbox. Uh, this is uh, innovation management software. And uh, Ludwig, you went through um, a merger. And uh, tell us how, how to plan around that. I mean, how do you, uh, did you use your own technology to help with that, with that process? And, uh, and tell us what, what it was like combining uh, two companies into one cohesive uh, culture. Well, in our case, we we really uh, were lucky. We had, you know, two great teams. We had uh, two really nice products. And I think that, you know, the opportunity was that they just hadn't realized their full potential. Uh, And because we had a a, a pretty interesting plan of bringing these two technologies together, I think we had a very good story of what we were trying to uh, set out to do together as a combined entity. Uh, so I think that resonated, uh, you know, day one uh, with the group that we had, and they sort of uh, were able to see how we can very quickly uh, grow the business and make something interesting as a, as a result of that. Uh, so I think it was, uh, you know, really no software, just conversations and meetings, and you know, the everyday uh, making sure we're uh, on the same page and going in the in the right direction. We 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 often hear that it's it's tough to find talent. It's tough to find good people. Uh, I guess when you're merging companies together, you're kind of finding that talent in that other company. Did, did you find that you were that, that was a a good way to 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 get great people together? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the whole actually uh, premise of the investment was that. We not only uh, loved the technologies, but we very much liked the people, and and that was actually the very much what we were investing in, and we wanted to make sure that that investment would be one that we can continue to grow and, and prosper over time. Uh, so definitely, the the people were very much the the big uh, asset that we were gaining from the business, and you know now almost uh, two years later, you know everyone is still with us today, and it's it's really nice to have that. Uh, team that we started with and, you know, a, a bunch of new people that have joined us since that time. So you're bringing two teams together, uh, merged companies, you, you, you've you created this or you're creating this software that's kind of, you know, the the, 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 the butter that, that, that is exploding into a flower. How do you market? You are there, you got to market this product that, you know, you're, again, you're taking it from two different teams in two locations. What is your first step in your marketing and your communication plan? Well, I think in our case, you know, we're in the enterprise software space. So a, a, a big part of what we wanted to do was make sure that uh, the analyst community uh, understood who we were and what we do. And that that's a big uh, 
uh, area that organizations will look at to choose the very few vendors they want to consider in a bit more detail. And we were really uh, we got really lucky, I guess, uh, with 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 the right uh, uh, approach that we had with uh, one in particular, which is known as uh, Forrester Research. They're known as one of the uh, foremost uh, analysts in the community. Mm-hmm. They actually looked at what we are uh, trying to do, the kind of customers that we have, and they loved uh, the vision and the strategy of the company. Uh, so we actually got recognized as a leader in uh, what is known as the Innovation Management Software Wave uh, by Forrester. We're actually the only Canadian company that was featured in, in that report, which included roughly 15 global providers. Is that something you applied for or they found you? Uh, no, we went out and, and actually reached out to them and, and uh, you know ultimately made it uh, as part of that research. So obviously there's that. There's you know all the investments we made on the website and uh, you know making sure we have credible content that showcases our domain expertise as you know innovation management professionals you know those were all all the key things we sort of put in place very early on and are obviously uh, going to invest uh, for the foreseeable future we were talking at the beginning of the program about really identifying your target market as being an important aspect when you're talking about marketing when you were first venturing out with this with this software did you have an identified target market in mind has that changed over time uh, absolutely. I think that was one of the key things we actually did even uh, pre-acquisition. So we uh, you know, clearly looked at the marketplace, looked at the, the competition, and we actually uh, you know, created uh, what, what I sort of refer to as you know, a, a clear definition of a sweet spot uh, opportunity, which uh, essentially highlights all the key areas that if you hit, then you definitely want to go all in and invest in, in winning that business because it, it very much... Uh, aligns with where we are as a company and the kind of solution we provide. And likewise, what are the red flags? So what are the things that ultimately mean that's just not the right customer and not the right organization? You're not going to do right by them. So it's better to lose first so that ultimately you invest your resources on the opportunities you have more chance of winning. So have you ever said no to a customer? Uh, Absolutely, routinely, and we pride ourselves on doing that. Again, we want to make sure we take care of the right customers, that we can provide the right technology for them. Uh, so it's very important as early as possible to make sure uh, if we, can, we are not going to be the right solution provider that we don't you know, go all the way. Uh, you know, in, in enterprise software, there is no medals for second place. You know? have you, does that mean have you, have you taken it to the nth degree and say, we have a certain customer profile and a checklist that if we don't check off all the boxes, then they're not going to be a customer? I mean, pretty much taken to the extreme. That's essentially essentially how we operate. Now, from a from a I guess target market. Uh, it, now you're you're targeting more the larger businesses today. Then, uh, yeah. I mean, typically for this kind of a solution to really become a problem that an organization is going to realistically invest in, you'd probably be a medium to uh, large size business. So I would say you know probably over the fifty million dollar or two hundred employee mark would be the starting point for or an organization to think about, well, all right, how do I actually make my innovation more sustainable so that I'm, you know, now I have all these employees out there that I can go and get ideas from. I want to do this in a systematic fashion. I don't want to maybe get the right ideas at the right time. I actually want to go out and get those ideas when I need them. Planbox is interesting from an HR perspective. Do you uh, encourage your clients to go about uh, these exercises in a certain way? Uh, is, is there a formula to, uh, to um, soliciting ideas from your people? 
Absolutely. There's definitely a lot of science in in creating the right challenge, asking the right question, inviting the the right people, making sure you have the right uh, communication strategy so that you're reaching out to those people in the right way. Uh, We also uh, have this aspect called gamification where we make it fun and engaging for people to come out and play and and share those ideas uh, so that they're ultimately either recognized or rewarded for their contribution. So absolutely, there's a whole science in, in building the right innovation game and the right innovation activity so that you get that engagement level and uh, you know a quick number to throw at you in most companies uh, the engagement rate is actually as low as five percent according to Dale Carnegie which is obviously not a good number when you consider a company with let's say a thousand employees and such a small group is actually involved in in, in making that business successful well with our software we're, we're able to get maybe 20 percent 30 percent 40 percent plus engagement rates based on the innovation activities that they do. And that's where you get a lot of interesting ideas on how can I improve my customer experience? How can I change a business process? How can I maybe think about a new product or service that I haven't thought about introducing? And that's the kind of uh, ideas you can get from all your people or maybe reaching out outside of your organization to get those ideas. So did that affect your pricing model? Like when you went out to price the product? You know, how does that enter into the picture? Was it kind of that difficult to say, you know what, we, we can penetrate, we can get this amount, It's we're worth that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, when it comes to this kind of a solution, the ROI is obviously off the charts. You know, organizations are not looking to recoup their original investment. They're looking for a thousand percent plus ROI. Uh, the whole point being that they're going to maybe come up with some amazing disruptive ideas that will totally change the way they do business. And we've had, you know, organizations that have recorded uh, literally $200 million of ROI with a single idea within their organization. And sometimes it's just a simple idea that still saves them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, I know there's so many different aspects, uh, but technology is one of them. And uh, when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about technology and challenges for entrepreneurs. Kevin Ammerman, IT specialist, will join us as well. We'll continue to chat with Ludwig from PlanBox and have his one piece of advice for today's entrepreneur uh, coming up towards the end of the show. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau, Chartered Professional Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar and Josh Miller of Fuller Landau with Ludwig Melek of Planbox, and we welcome Kevin Ammerman, IT Specialist at FL, back to the program. Uh, how's it going, Kevin? Very well. Thank you very much. Great. And Josh, should we start with the bad news uh, this week in data loss? Twiddle notes. Love our twiddle notes this week in data loss. Uh, what do you got for us, Kev? Well, it's okay. It's a little older. It's from like November, but it's big enough to make a lot of news. Uh, the last really big one that I've seen sort of publicized a lot was the San Francisco Muni. So their municipal transport system uh, got hacked and about 30 gigs of personal information got stolen. But the interesting part of this was they weren't actually directly targeted. It's called a, a spray and pray attack. So they there was a, a organization someplace that was just scanning the internet for a certain kind of vulnerability, stumbled across it in San Francisco, and managed to break in and encrypt a lot of the payment terminals across the uh, transport system. So in addition to stealing all this personal information, mostly on employees of the system, they managed to lock up the system for, I think, two or three days, and uh, obviously losing them a lot of money in the process, and encrypting all that and uh, trying to hold them for ransom. 
Ransom probably probably wanted Bitcoin, right? Because it's of not traceable. Of course, they wanted Bitcoin and a, quite a chunk of Bitcoin as well. So, uh, just a sort of a random drive-by kind of attack. Uh, they stumbled across a very very valuable uh, victim, and it seems to have paid off for them. Is that the standard currency for uh, for online ransom now? And if someone does th- threaten you and 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 wants you to cough up some bitcoins, what do you what do you do? Where do you go? It is kind of the the default currency for people trying to cover their tracks. Um, it's a quite there's a little bit involved in setting up a a bitcoin account and trying to deliver this to the final destination. Even if you're trying to make a legitimate pur- purchase, setting up a bitcoin wallet uh, is a, is it an involved process. Um, but what we're seeing is that there are a number of companies trying to make this easier. So it's trying to insert a new layer of ease so that uh, end users don't have to set up that personal wallet and go through all the the uh, authentication requirements to, to set these things up. They just have to uh, subscribe to one of these services and use it. You know, they can they can literally use a Bitcoin to buy a, a soda from a, a pop machine uh, rather than go through all these hoops to to get it. And the question is, how popular is it going to be? Because Bitcoin, if you if you look at the 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 trading and the value, you know, it's like any other currency. And Bitcoin today, I mean, it's it's basically tripled in the last two three years. It's it's worth one Bitcoin equals a little bit over a thousand Canadian dollars, uh, and just over it just about a year ago was maybe half of that. So there is now how 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 much can it fluctuate? Whatever that's that's you know to be determined. But certainly from a non tracking because they you can't necessarily track where it's coming from or where you get it. So that's that's probably the attraction behind it. It's of course that's the attraction behind it. What we're seeing is that there, first of all, there's a few Bitcoin exchanges, and there's actually interesting arbitrage opportunities between mm-hmm. these exchanges, so people can make money just exchanging Bitcoin for another Bitcoin. Um, but what we're seeing is that the complexity of it is working against it a little bit. So it does make it very secure, untraceable, but very secure. Um, but it's hard for people to use. So we're hoping to see something that sort of uses that Bitcoin architecture in an easier way for for your everyday user. And speaking of security and privacy, when we come back from the break, we'll talk a little about it. It is the the Christmas season, and uh, as consumers, uh, you're, there's a lot of electronic products out there and potentially a lot of items that can be spying on you. Plus, a Ludwig Bellick's one piece of advice for today's entrepreneur. That's next. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult F.L. Fuller Landau, chartered professional accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Remaining moments on today's Entrepreneur with Ludwig Melick of Planbox and Kevin Ammerman, IT specialist at F.L. And, you know, it is, the, it is the holiday season. There are a lot of, most things that you buy are connected um, but there's certainly some privacy, some security matters. Uh, you know, people are watching, computers are watching, the Internet of Things, big data. Kevin, what do you see in this as we approach the holiday season that kind of where we have this heightened uh, sense of security and privacy? Uh, what do you see out there? What, what should entrepreneurs kind of be aware of, maybe even consumers for that matter? Consumers and entrepreneurs, because all these shiny gadgets that look really fun. So, you know, internet controlled light bulbs and door locks and Barbie dolls that uh, respond to your voice, voice commands. Um, they're all connected to the internet and we don't really have a lot of control over the software that's in them. So if there's a vulnerability built into those light bulbs, they can be taken advantage of and become part of a botnet. And so all of a sudden your house is becoming part of the, the problem that's sort of at large in the world. You can hack into a light bulb. <laughs> light bulbs and routers and, and things like this. They're, they're not very well secured using old versions of software. And what these uh, scanners will do is they'll look for a vulnerable piece of you know, code that was written 20 years ago 
take advantage of that and your light bulb will probably still continue to work as a light bulb but it will also be attacking some bank machine somewhere in France or something like this. And so basically entrepreneurs if you're if you're out there and you're you know you're selling some of this product you really get your better to get your security under control because communicating that to your customers is going to be huge. Thank you very much Kevin. Thank you. And as we approach the last moment of our show as we do each week we'll we'll turn to Ludwig and ask you Ludwig Melick from Planbox what would be your one piece of advice for today's entrepreneur? So I'd say uh, look forward, not back. Uh, you know, as you build your business, there's a lot of uh, failures. There's a, a lot of naysayers, and it's easy to uh, get distracted with how you could have changed things. And I think your time is much better spent on and, and focusing on looking ahead instead. And uh, no question about that, uh, Dan, you know, my, my takeaway, we didn't spend a lot of time on it, but just listening on the, the human resource aspect, the communication side of of this business and i know ludwig you, you do the the software itself is a communicative tool but just within the within the business itself just to communicate properly effectively with your with your team with your employees uh that that is huge you're direct you tell them what they need to hear they work with you and not just for you so i think communication is is hugely important for entrepreneurs not to mention making people feel more productive and happy about their jobs uh, interesting idea thank you ludwig melik of planbox Thank you for having me. Thanks to uh, Kevin as well from FL. And Josh, we're back next Monday night at 7. Next Monday night, our last show before the holidays. Excellent. So stay tuned. Nightside with John Paul is next. Have a good night.